ready for another lesson. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Back Row Banter, your favorite casual movie talk podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Schwartz. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about the movie Godzilla Minus One. But of course, before we get to any of that, I'm to joined today by Nuke Nathaniel. Nathaniel Gingrich. What up, folks? I'm Nuke Nathaniel. Boom. Boom. Bang. Do you feel nuclear? I'm nuclear. 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 Why does that... I am nuclear. Why does that, like, ring a bell and, like, a line from a movie or Because you're thinking of I am inevitable. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Potentially. How are you doing this week, Nathaniel? I'm chilling, man. Finished your chemistry class today. Yeah, yeah, today was my... Speaking of nuclears, uh, <laughs> today was my last chemistry class, or uh, it was my chemistry final, I should say, for this term, so... Uh, yeah, and as I said to the guys in the group chat today, my brain is mush. Mm-hmm. It's been two or three days basically just locked up in the room studying. Who would have thought Nathaniel's the one locked up in a room studying these days? Yeah, right. Big big, uh, big switcheroo there. Wouldn't I know, guess that. I know. <laughs> I don't miss it. Hitting the books. <laughs> also joining us today, it's Tokyo Tai, making his return, I believe. I think, uh, I think you're a Tokyo tie for Tokyo Drift, probably, if I had to guess. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if we've done any other ones. Not a lot that we've done set in Tokyo. Uh, weathering with you comes to mind. You are not. Right. It's been like one of my uh, dream trips for a while. So someday that's, I will That's at the top of my true. list for sure. Back row adventure. Yeah. Back row trip to Tokyo. There you go. Hey. Sign me the fuck up. I'm down. I feel like. How useful would it be to learn Japanese? Not that useful. But hear me out. I mean, as useful well, as any at language. Not, at least not in America. Yeah, as, <laughs> not America, but yeah. as useful as any secondary language. <laughs> for sure. Be, you know, for sure. Well, Spanish in, the, in America, Spanish is your number one secondary language. You would for think. sure. Yeah. I think. I mean, obviously, it depends yeah, where you're at. I would bet. At least but, here, right, where we're at in the Chicagoland area. Well, I, yeah, I guess for me, my, my <laughs> in the past few years, the best secondary language would be Polish for me because yeah. the amount of people that come up to me at, at 305 and go, you speak Polish? I go, no, sorry. I guess I look very Polish, and Adam is a Polish name, so they just assume. I've had people come up to me before and just start speaking Polish, assuming I speak it, mm. and I have to go, "What? So, um, sorry, I don't speak Polish." And they go, "Oh, the okay. the Caucasian stereotype. You speak Polish?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that one, but I, I can see how that goes around. <laughs> Blonde sure. Chicagoland area. You yeah, speak Polish. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I can't for blame sure. people for it. That. I mean, I am part. You know, I got a decent amount of Polish in me, um, you know, nationality-wise, but uh, I do not speak it. Um, but yeah, that'd probably be those two would be my 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 one and two or two and three, I guess, languages. But I don't know. Japanese seems like a fun language to learn. Maybe I don't think I could ever write it though. The writing in because because when I was younger, it doesn't work. It like. My brain struggles to comprehend it because it's not a yeah. one-to-one relationship. It, not at all. It's a completely different way of like writing. Yeah. Um, and growing up in elementary school, my school district got some big grant from China 
um, like some Chinese organization and they got a big grant. And part of that grant though was everyone would start taking Chinese lessons. So they sent teachers over here. So like in elementary school, they were trying to teach us Chinese um, like way before language was even like a consideration. I don't remember any of it. Um, but I remember the trying to write the symbols. I was like, what the hell? Trying to turn you into communists. Basically. <laughs> Install it early, you know. Rounding out the squadron, of course, is big kamikaze Blake Blake Holder. A crazy name, but uh, we'll we'll run with it, man. Yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> think of a B name this week, so I was just like, you yeah, know, kamikaze, kind yeah, of a, for sure, kind of a cool for name. sure, Cru- crucial part of the film. So I'm, I'm definitely, with it. definitely, big bomb, big uh, big bomb Blake. I mean, you were a nuke though. That's yeah. true. Yeah, not as yeah, many, that's true. Not as many true. bombs in this one. It's true as well too, actually. Big breath. Yeah. There you go. At least not their bad yeah, breath. Could have done that for sure. <laughs> blue, blue, blue <laughs> breath. Blue, blue breath. Blake. Blue breath. Wow. Big blue breath. Blake. There you go. That's a hard one. There Glad I didn't go with that one. <laughs> would have butchered it. Hundred percent. How how you doing though, Blake? How would that uh how that MK match end? Pre pod. Uh, actually, so interesting. I mean, uh, I guess not that interesting. Anyone who's been around video games enough. Uh, beat the guy the first time, mm. and he beat me. And we were playing the second time. It's a best of three, mm-hmm. and I'm 99% sure this guy disconnected his internet as I was about to play. <laughs> so he's just in that class of video gamers. You know, those are the the scum of the video game community. Is this guy? I haven't done yeah. that since like Halo Three and 08. No, Blake, you're a dude. Maybe you don't play enough fighting games. But I don't. That's I, so I definitely common don't. in fighting games, bro. It's it. unbelievable. I believe it. It's it's so common. Well, you're what are you saying, Daniel? You're a big Godzilla fan. Is there? Yeah. A, would you go out for a, a Godzilla fighting game that was like set like Mortal Kombat style? But they they made Godzilla. that. Okay. The so they're, I'm. Sh- I think we've talked about it on pop. Oh, yeah. destroy all but monsters. Maybe not. Have you all played the destroy all monsters? I played like it when 04? I was a kid. Yeah, yeah I yeah, definitely yeah. did, bro. That game Me and my cousins so gamed good. that shit down, bro, <laughs> for yeah. years. Like. Yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all <laughs> holiday parties. You know what I mean? Me and my cousin just like, all right, man, we're playing this the whole day. Yeah. Um, that game was so good. I wish that, yeah, that's like, it's that needs to be remastered. Back. Yeah, right? Where do we crowdfund? There's a lot that? of games that need to get remastered. Where do we crowdfund Godzilla Destroy All Monsters, the remake? You suppose you could emulate it <laughs> yeah. nowadays, probably, right? Probably. Like, oh, it's 100% can. Yeah. 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 Just need somebody with a PC. Adam, you got a PC, right? Yeah, I don't figure that out. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, yeah, yeah, man. So how about you allocate some resources to it? <laughs> I'll right. help you. And then once I'll get, you get on it, it. Once you get it rolling, it's at the we top of my list. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little land party, just Godzilla destroy monsters yeah. all day. Yeah, those those games though. Yeah, every, I'd, I'd be on board for a game though. I feel like every what time I go back to like older games like that, like I'm just like, oh, nostalgia. Like, oh, let's play it. I, it's just never as replayable as it as it was back then. Oh, of course not. Yeah, yeah. you were playing it yeah. as a child, but I mean, I. I, I can imagine you can probably find clips on that on YouTube of mm. people playing that in today, like today's probably, time. yeah. There's definitely <laughs> people back there, hundred plus thousand views on it for sure. R- right, yeah. No, that game was so so much fun. If we had like a big monster, because they had the Rampage games. Do you guys ever play the Rampage games? Yeah, but those yeah. were more like arcadey. They were right? very. Like, arcade-y. I don't know if I've ever. Played I think Rampage started console. as an arcade game. They, I played the one on the Wii. 
Um, mm, that's the one okay. I played. I forgot what that one. Rampage Total Destruction yeah. or something like that. I've only played them at like the arcades yeah. when I was going to like friends' birthdays yeah. and stuff when I was a little kid. Very. Uh, uh, also turned into a movie though. Right. With The Rock. The Rock. Who plays the same character in every movie. The right. Rock. Um, heard that movie was pretty bad, so did not see it. Uh, yeah, I didn't didn't really. Ki- Am I thinking of Rampage? Yeah, that's one of the the, the big monkey, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it's like that's the big Rampage. Okay, yeah, I've, I've gorilla seen almost. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he does that. There's like a big alligator in there. There's a big wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of big yeah. animals right. in the yep. Rampage movie, and they fight each other. Need a Rampage Godzilla and King no, Kong crossover? No, we don't. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. Bro, Godzilla's smashing that, bro. You think? Smash you can't have that, two bro. big monkeys fighting. Why yeah, I, I don't even think Rampage beats King Kong. I mean, I guess we'd have to look at some power scaling, but well, from the top of my head, I, I don't think he's big enough. I think King Kong's way bigger I, than Rampage, right? Well, what if they do like a little like team up and it's like all the Rampage monsters versus Godzilla and all the monsters from that universe and then King Kong can get, I don't know, someone else. Who, is there another King oh. Kong monster that he fights at any point besides Godzilla? Oh, uh, he fights the Skull Crawlers. Right? Yeah, first. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't think that'd be enough. Skull though. Island. I don't know if that'd be enough. No, something tells me the Godzilla universe would probably wash that. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's just a Rampage versus Godzilla. Rampage um, sucks. Boo. <laughs> I'm with Nathaniel. Wait, are you talking about the game or the movie? I don't know. I'm just make it. Just Godzilla's better. It's not a great. Yeah, thinking back on it, it really <laughs> is. Movie does suck though. I agree for sure. Yeah, the IP itself is probably the bottom of those three. If I would had to rank them, um, but sure. speaking of video game news, we did get that Blade reveal this week. Yeah, um, I did see that. Which I did see you know that. we were just talking about single player games. That is very much one I would I would pick up because that's the developer of Dishonored, one of my favorite single player games. Um, and they've since mm-hmm. done they did a game called Death Loop that was received really well. I never mm. played it, but it was supposed to be very very good. Um, and then they did a game. Oh wait, no. Was that the? I think Arcane did Redfall, or was that the the vampire one that came out last year and bombed? Um, because it was buggy and barely ran. Um, I think that's what it was. Yeah, th- that was Arcane, was right? I don't know. No, I think it was called Redfall or something like that. No, yeah, I think you talk about the studio. The studio though, that was Arcane. Oh, was the same studio, I, I think, think so. Yeah, I think so too. That sounds right. Yeah. Um. But anyway, um, the style of those games. I feel like would fit very well with Blade, so I, I'm I'm very excited. And they have they you know in Dishonored, there's like a lot of sword play and melee, and I'm sure they'll they'll do something along those lines, of course. So Dishonored's looking so dope. It is so good. I I never finished the second one. I would love to go back and maybe at some point. That's that's definitely on the list of like I said last week in post pod, how uh, I'm going to like at some point just go back and play all the games that I missed. That this replaying Dishonored one and then going into the second one is definitely one. Um, one of those games I want to do. It's not bad. Yeah. Seen a lot worse. Yeah. Um, enough about video games. Let's talk movies and monsters. Nathaniel, mm. uh, can you give, uh, let's get in the main review segment here, of course. And if you uh, would be so kind to give us a rundown of how our review segment works, you would like me to give you a rundown. I mean, usually we've done 172 episodes now and that's usually what happens. But if you want someone else to, I think I've done it one time. 
I think I did make you do it one time, didn't I? You ran to the bathroom, and we were, like, prime. And then you ran to the bathroom at some point, and then someone else gave me, like, a transition into the main review segment, and mm. I was like, oh, yeah. Can't waste this. Yeah, right, right, and so I, I was kind of just put on the spot, you know. I was it was early days. Uh, no, that was, like... It was it was probably within our first two or three weeks of doing it, you know. It was really just figuring out. Oh, no, the, that was the recent. Pod, finding that that was, like, within no, the last I think six months. No, I think you're mistaken. I okay. think you're, I think <laughs> <laughs> the way the review segment works here on Pack Row Banter, <laughs> when I'm not gaslighting my other co-host, <laughs> is, um, <laughs> is broken down into two sections. It's the uh, not, or excuse me, it is the non-spoiler, and then there's the spoiler section. And uh, in the non-spoiler section, we'll go over the IMDb page of the movie itself, who wrote it, who directed it, who's in it, all of that good stuff. We'll go around the squadron and decide if we'd recommend it. It has to be a yes or no. There is no nuance on the internet. And from then on, it'll be spoiler time. I'll play a spoiler noise. And if you don't want to have anything spoiled for you, go ahead and check out there. But if you do want to uh, listen to the rest of the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Make sure you check the show notes to figure out when the spoilers end so you can listen to the rest of the podcast. But uh, right now... Adam, tell me about Godzilla minus one. I'd love to. Um, this, of course, is a new movie mm. rated PG-13. Indeed. And it has a runtime of two hours and four minutes and an IMDb rating of 8.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was that high. I didn't either. How many people? Uh, 15. <laughs> 15K. Oh, sorry, sorry. 15. Should have added that K on. Uh, yeah, no, 15 people all loved it. Um, 15K uh, reviews for that 8.5 rating. Uh, directed and written by Takashi Yamazaki. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to see if I'd seen anything else he'd made. This, of course, is a, is a Japanese foreign film, so... Um, I haven't seen a lot of his his movies, um, as you might expect, but maybe I'll go check them out because I do think this movie is pretty well directed. But we'll get into that in a second. Um, written directed by Takashi, uh, starring Minami Hamam- Hamabe. I'm gonna go with Hamabe. Um, Ryanusuke, Ryanusuke, uh, sorry, Kamiki, uh, Sakura Ando. They're sorry, Sakura Ando. Going a little too fast here. Um, Kuranosuke Sasaki. Nailed it. Munataka Aoki. Got that one. I feel pretty good about that one. Um, I feel like that's... That's what you want to call it? I think so. That's the yeah, five main it. ones. Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Wait, did I get the doctor? What's the doctor's name? I think that's the... Uh, it would be... I don't think I got him. Is he Shiro? No, he's Kenji Noda. Ah, uh, that's Hideke or Hide Hidetaka Yoshioka. I got there. I believe it in you. Yeah. There you go. A little tough. Um I th- I think I'm gonna leave that there because I believe that is um that is the main cast there um the imdb summary reads as follows Mm. post-war japan is at its lowest point when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster baptized in the horrific power of the atomic bomb Ooh. Uh. uh to clarify post-war japan world war ii yep um it's not like any other war that they were involved in. Don't know if they've been involved in, involved in much since then. Well, they were not allowed to. 
That's the, yeah, I was just about to say. They're not allowed to, right? Them in Germany. Well, Japan's not allowed to have a standing army. I don't know if Germany is. I think it's. I thought it was the team. same thing. Could be. I don't know. Could be wrong. Um, yes. Been a while. Um, good. It's good been summer. A while. No, sorry. I knew it. I, I said it, and sorry, I you. and I just <laughs> felt it coming. Um. All right. Uh, Godzilla, of course, pretty well known by I would say nearly everyone it's one of those ips that like it's just you know the name um whether you've seen a movie or not you just kind of know godzilla and you've seen probably enough godzilla versus kong advertisements to just at least recognize it there <laughs> um but godzilla a classic franchise probably i saw an article kind of talking about how, how it's the longevity of godzilla how it's kind of stayed relevant it is I feel like one of the oldest IPs we have. I mean, fifty. We we're just talking fifty-four is the original Japanese movie that came that came out. Mm, um, okay. And since then, I don't know how many iterations. So seventy-one Oof. years, seventy. Yeah. yeah, sixty-nine. I mean, that's up there with like the Dracula. You know, the that kind of. You know, uh, well, Dracula's a classic story, of course, but in terms of movies and stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've. I, have a hard time thinking of like an IP or a character of this sort that's kind of stuck around longer Frankenstein, but again, also a classic, you know, movie or sorry, classic book. Yeah. I mean, you would have things like, um, Mickey mouse, obviously, sure, or like, sure. or, you know, uh, Popeye or something like that. I guess you would the say the invisible man, invisible man. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. If you want to go classic book again, um, or, I mean, at this point you are talking about things like Superman or Batman as right, well too. Right. Like they are, uh, this is kind of, uh, you know, in that same time period as a lot of those characters. I think those are more the thirties and forties, but again, it's, it is kind of that era and Godzilla itself, I think is definitely I can't remember if it was kind of the first, but it was definitely uh, one of the kind of nuclear age films where a lot of times you had these creature features that were giant irradiated beasts Mm. that were coming after you at this point. I want to say Godzilla was the start of it. I'm sure there might have been some other one after that, but I think after that you have movies like Them, which had the giant ants, and you had like the attack of the 50-foot creature and all these kind of crazy movies Mm -hmm. as well too. But Godzilla definitely sticks out as one of those ones with the... A little more of a message behind it as well, too. What is that message, Nathaniel? Nuclear war. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's bad? I mean, it's one of those things that I think is interesting, and America has an interesting, America and Hollywood has an interesting relationship in general because it's a, it's a story, or it's a story where the metaphor is something that we're involved in mm-hmm. like we are directly responsible in some ways as a part of the story too so i've always found the relationship between america and the godzilla franchise very kind of just interesting in yeah general. it's a little uh, they kind of clash a little bit you don't either. feel objective you can't feel objective right. about it in, some, right. in a lot of ways and i think that's something that's very much at the forefront in this movie and i think you know um it pairs interestingly with 2016 Shin Godzilla as well too, which is somewhat of a uh, what is the word I want to use a recapturing of the of the reimagining. Well, it is a reimagining, but it's also like a a, a recentering of the lens of Godzilla mm-hmm. on Japan and kind of like what it means to them, and 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 that actually moves the like kind of 
core of his uh, origin to a nuclear reactor melting down. So it's very much more similar to the Fukushima uh, mm. disaster that they had with the right. with the um, tsunami afterwards. Or, or the when the does kind of, Shin Godzilla take place? I think it takes place in the year it comes out, which okay. so I think is 2016, if I'm not mistaken. But okay. um, yeah, it's it, it's it kind of it was a really interesting conversation piece in terms of like moving the conversation away from, you know, America and kind of recentering it on Japan and having this other kind of nuclear disaster that they could focus on as well too as the source. Whereas this, I think, and we're already into kind of me talking like a humble brag master's degree. No, you're guy. good, man. <laughs> um, Let it ride. This is very much a kind of reimagining and a re re Prequel. No, uh, <laughs> uh, a revision, maybe uh, an, an updated version of that original text. I like your term for recentering. Sure. I'd agree. Yeah, recentering is a good term for mm. it. Um, in terms of our experience with this movie specifically, we all saw it together a little back row banter outing. Shout out true. and happy birthday to uh, Mr. Waz, fan of the pod, um, who had a birthday outing and similar big to fan. Nathaniel and big fan. Uh, similar to Nathaniel and the Fablemans rented out a theater at our local AMC and we were all able to watch it together in a tight-knit uh, tight-knit group um, so that that was fun for sure uh, in terms of like background on Godzilla I definitely have not seen a lot of it mainly just honestly my Godzilla knowledge kind of starts with Godzilla 2013 that was 2014 2014 um, that was probably the first one I've seen, um, and then the ones following it um, that we've done on pod and everything. So, yeah, that that's really the extent of my knowledge, and then rolled right into this one. So it's not a character that, like I said at the top of this review, it's a character everybody knows, and of course I knew it. Um, but it's not a character I have like a deep background on or a deep connection to in any way. But I don't know if you guys are different on that front. You want me to go? Or Man, Blake, I mean, Blake is our resident Godzilla. That's expert. what I was about to say. Is Blake? You you seem to be the most informed on it. Yeah, I I probably agree with you on that. And um, I certainly haven't seen every adaptation of Godzilla. Yeah, way too many of those. Right. Um, but I would say I've seen seen a handful of them. Played the video games. Even seen some of um, like the animation and stuff they've made behind in cartoons. So pretty big fan. Uh, I would say Nathaniel's hit the nail on the head in terms of this is like a reimagine reimagination of the like original concept of Godzilla and more so just being a large monster that's just terrorizing people. You know what I mean? He's not really here for world order and, and kind of how they've made it like in the American Hollywood version of him, which was pretty interesting to see on film. Um, yeah, I would say brief thoughts. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. Once you said that that IMDb rating was an 8.5, I was like, ooh, that's pretty high. But yeah. then I was like, honestly, I did like this. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I kind of feel it, man. Um, I'll save a, a few more thoughts for, for after spoilers. But yeah, overall, definitely much more grounded in how the Japanese has always had the Godzilla character for the most part. Uh, besides when it got really cheesy into like that, like the 70s, 80s. Right, where he's doing like the drop kicks with his tail and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh but yeah, it was it was good, man. I, I liked it a lot. Ty. G Man does whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> you guys are cool, you chill like that, G Man? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, I'll, you know, agree with everybody else. I like the fact that uh, this is kind of a, uh, a reimagining of, you know, what the early stuff was. Um, it's cool that they don't necessarily personify him so much. Um, you know, he is just a, a big monster. And, and, you know, like Nathaniel said, that's where it started. Um, and uh, it was kind of just about, like, how he... Uh, terrorizes people and it's cool to see the the back end of that where like there is trauma to something like this uh that you know if this were to actually happen and there there are real world problems that would actually uh, go along with it it's not just uh big monsters fighting big monsters there's uh actual like ground level repercussions so it makes you buy in a little bit more um it makes you sympathize a little bit more uh because you realize that you're you're dealing with humans not giant monsters and so um, it's it's very cool. It's very grounded in what it is. Um, I love the fact that uh, they don't do too crazy on like the animation style. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it, this is gonna be a cool movie that uh, is gonna probably stand the test of time as well because it doesn't have some uh, some overly stuff done to it. So. I'll be excited to to go back to this one for sure, but I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, like you guys said, we had a really good setting, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, on that on that point of the animation, and this is the kind of one of the bigger points of the movie that I kind of want to bring up. Um, it was reported the wide reporting of the budget of this film was fifteen million dollars, which the director, when asked, said, "I wish it was that much," <laughs> uh, which isn't just incredible when you watch this movie in terms of just the cgi quality the 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 set production costumes and everything like that it does not feel like a movie that was under 15 million dollars um and sure yeah and and so to that point i i can't give this movie enough credit for looking the way it does um because it looks like it had four or five times that budget if not more um so yeah i really think that almost did a service to the movie where they didn't do anything a little over the top um, they they kind of stay a little bit more grounded and to, you know to your point Ty not personifying Godzilla having it just be a true terrorizing monster who was just, just can't really stop him <laughs> uh, it, it was a great way to get back to the form of what Godzilla is because when you look at this and then you compare it to what we've gotten with King of the Monsters and G versus Kong. We'll take this 10 out of 10 times or at least something along these lines. I just think it's way more entertaining um, and it's much more fun to watch as an actual movie than any of those end up being. So, um, yeah, I have a lot more I want to say in spoilers. Um, and I feel like I've already said a decent amount about the movie itself. But, yeah, I had a great time with it, as everybody else has kind of already stated. I think it's worth the hype. I, I, you know, all I saw was amazing things about this movie going into it. So I had pretty high expectations and they exceeded them. So... Uh, you know, and we talk about expectations make or break the movie all the time. And this is one I had I had high expectations for, and it just cleared them and and then some. So uh, that's kind of all you need to know about my thoughts on that. Uh, and and my recommendation is a hundred percent yes. And try to go see this in theaters. I know I'm gonna try to get this episode up uh, tomorrow, but try to go get see this in theaters. I think it's got it, it, it's theatrical release got extended to the fourteenth is what I saw last. It may have got extended again. I don't know, but it's limited time in theaters. So if you can go see it, I wasn't able to find an IMAX screening with my 
dad last night. Oh, I mentioned I didn't mention this. Saw it twice. Oh, <laughs> ended up go. seeing ended up seeing it last night actually with my uh with my oh, dad with okay. Papa Schwartz. He wanted to see it. Nice. Um and so I was like, eh, might as well. It was good, had a good time with it. Um Did it receive the Papa did it receive the Papa? Oh Papa yes it did. Yes it did. Um I actually have a funny story I want to say when it, right when we get into spoilers, but uh yeah, ended up seeing it again last night. Couldn't find an IMAX screening though, so you might mm-hmm. not might be disappointed there. I only saw when I was looking at Showtime's whatever. Um, I only saw very limited IMAX screenings, but I don't think you need it. Um, as much, as nice as that would be, you, we saw it in a small theater. It was fine. I saw it in this, you know, a regular theater last night. It was still fine. Like it, it's, uh, it's going to be better in any theater you can find it than it is going to be if you watch this on a TV at home. So, uh, yeah, highly recommend seeing this in theaters as well. Uh, with all that being said, we're I'm assuming recommend all around and everyone's everyone's. Gotten their yeah their piece in. Sure. Yeah, I re- I recommend this movie. Nathan, I know you spoke a lot about Godzilla. Did you mm-hmm. want to speak any more on the movie itself? Uh, yeah, I think um I really like this movie. If you have seen the original, either the American or the Japanese original, the structure is very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot in, in terms of kind of this the Godzilla story. That is uh, kind of reimagined, and I th- and and could say you know it's been brought back around again. Um, I think the, the movie does a really good and interesting homage to that. I think it it has an even better kind of sense of place because the original, I believe, the original movie uh, is also set in the year it came out. I believe it's set in 1954, so it is set in a Japan that has come back in some ways post World War II. Whereas this is set almost directly after World War right. II, and that's its kind of big, um, big difference overall. So I think if you are new to the Godzilla franchise, this is a great one to start with. If you are uh, coming back to it after you know seeing the original or anything like that, you will also enjoy this. So recommend for me as well. Um, oh, and on, just on a other point as well too, I think that fifteen million dollar number that's been going around is impressive no doubt but it's also like worthy of context in that like this is a movie built and made in japan mm-hmm. where you're not going to have a robert downey jr who's coming to your movie and saying you need to pay me 50 Ooh, million right. dollars to do right. this so sure. and and there's also from what i've also heard as well too kind of around it that the the f- effects in this movie do look great that's also because there's not unions in uh, Japan, okay. that like you know, you can you can have people making CGI effects so, for pennies so Mappa, on the dollar. Mappa Studios did the CGI here. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I, I'm I truthfully because well, Mappa Studios needs to unionize I, after how much anime they've been pumping out recently. Tr- I truthfully don't. Yeah, I don't know enough about it, or um, can you know to to speak on it education academically or or educatedly. Uh, but I do think that that number we've seen going around at 15 million is a little bit deceiving more than it looks like right from sure. the start as well, too. But to your point, this is an incredible looking movie and shows you what you can do um, when you, you know, have a good story behind something and also plan your movies ahead of time. So yeah. with that being said, let's get into spoilers. Sounds good. Um, well, you hear you heard them here, folks. We're going to go into spoilers. Uh, so if you've not seen Godzilla minus one, go ahead and check the episode description where I've left a timestamp you can jump to where you'll be taken to our ranking of the movie up upon our entropy list. Uh, spoiler time, Nathaniel. It's my Godzilla warning noise. Oh, you got to play it like four times. Yeah. It's like, bam, bam. 
you go. Yeah, now I'm warned. Shit goes down. <sighs> Shit yeah, does go down. You can say that again. What a awesome movie. So yeah, I'm interested for you as a person that's that's grown up with Godzilla uh, always kind of depicted as this righteous force of nature how did you feel about like having him being like nah he's a big monster comes in and fucks everything yeah for me he's always been a little bit of anti-hero right 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 um and this one he's just clearly villain and i honestly had way more fun with it to to my point non-spoilers are actually more tyler's point that he made how they don't personify him at all Mm. it it did numbers for this movie in terms of just the horror aspect and mm, the terror like for sure dude the opening scene and this is also that story that i wanted to tell about my dad he, he as we were kind of debating whether we were gonna go or not we had other things we had to do but um we were debating whether to go or not he goes is this one of the please don't tell me it's one of those movies like we have to wait an hour to see the to see the monster and i was like oh no don't i was just trying not to give anything away i was, I was like, like- don't, don't worry, worry about, about that. Don't <laughs> worry about that. It's not promise because <laughs> liter- legitimately five minutes in this movie, uh, you 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 see Godzilla and yeah. it's that opening scene is terrifying. My jaw my jaw dropped when I when I uh, was watching that scene in the theater with everybody uh, for that first time. I was just could not believe it. Um, yeah, just that opening scene is it w- was where I knew I was on board for the movie, and it does enough because the movie has some slow points. It's not like Godzilla can be on the screen the whole time. So, but but that guy that opening just carried all the momentum it ever needed to, to the, for any point that I was like, um, you know, it's slowing down a little bit. It's you know, uh, whatever it is. Like I was just so sold after that opening scene there, um, and the fact that they kind of just throughout the movie you don't see Godzilla unless he's fucking shit up like that's all you need like that's who the character I feel like that's his best form there um and obviously as you keep doing iterations of this movie of course you're gonna want to add more depth to the titular character even though he's the villain um it's hard to have you know a core cast carried throughout a few movies um where I care about more them more than I want to care about Godzilla. I don't know. Obviously that's going to evolve a little bit to where kind of we've, we've been the past few years. Um, but being able to go back to just something like this, where it's just, he's just here to mess up everything. And, uh, yeah, it was just much more fun that way. Yeah. I think Godzilla, the, the rampaging force has always been more interesting than Godzilla. Rampage. (laughs) <laughs> yes then godzilla the uh the keeper of nature or anything like right. that you know that it, it does seem kind of toothless now in comparison mm-hmm. once you kind of have the original recipe godzilla out there i think for me the me the the moment that this movie was like it had set up its characters and like in its kind of first act um you know given us why should why we why should we care about them and what and what are they working towards you know what are they what are their goals in life and then it kind of gave us okay well here's the job that he can find and he he's out there sweeping mines trying to trying to to get my this movie I don't know if any if anyone's listening in spoilers shame on you but also you know um, welcome um, he's out there clearing mines and the moment that they put him in a wooden boat. I was like, oh, this movie, like, it knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. It's written like clockwork. Like, this is setting up 
are heroes at a detriment, mm-hmm. and then they're going to encounter this thing because we already know as the audience what they're going to encounter. We're there to see Godzilla. Right. And now you're putting them already at a detriment by putting them in a wooden boat and everything, and that just automatically puts you in a space of, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and then it just builds on it from there. And I think it's little details like that in yeah. this movie where I was just like immediately like, this guy gets it. This movie understands audience engagement, understands how to get us to care, understands cause and effect, understands tension. We're in for a treat here. And I and I really feel like um, this movie is a really good example of how you can have movie or storylines or emotional beats that if you take them out of context or you just break them down to a tweet can be cringy or mm-hmm. emotional or cheesy. But in a movie with a packed house with all your buddies around you and the speakers glowing and or speakers going and the projector, you know, filling up the entire screen, you're bought in. You you yeah, you totally suspend your disbelief. You're there in the theater. And um yeah, I think the more movies we have like that, the better. And I think this is a great example of it. Jaws. Jaws on a, Godzilla Jaws. Yeah. I did turn to Tyler sure. at one point and I was like, "Oh my god, they're doing Godzilla Jaws." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was that the um was that the first uh boat scene where Godzilla swimming after him? Yeah, yeah, no 100%. Yeah. Or anything and they're just dropping the the fucking the bombs. Um, the mines. It was, uh, yeah, it was yeah. actually right that scene when awesome. That's It was right when we saw the boat. <laughs> it was like wooden boat, like small dinghy. He just turns to me and goes like, "Oh, they're doing Godzilla Jaws." <laughs> Yeah, there was another moment too where I think the Godzilla was either had the bomb blow up or repair it, and he was like repairing himself. And I just like leaned out of my seat and looked over at Blake, and I was like, "You seeing this shit? This is." <laughs> I was I was having a great time. Yeah, it was a good time. I think uh, one of the funnier things that uh, I got out of the movie uh, was, and I think we were all pretty much involved because I. It was it was loud and I was laughing rather loud, but they were like plotting Godzilla's course to Tokyo, and oh, the yeah. dude has like yeah, yeah. the dude has like two wooden triangles, and yeah. he just draws like two straight lines from where Godzilla is to like Tokyo, and I'm like, my guy just picked out anywhere on the map. I was like, Godzilla could have been anywhere, and he would have done the same thing as be like, he's going to Tokyo, and I just fucking yeah. died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was funny for sure. Oh, there was another. There was the other moment when the when the kid shows up with all the tugboats, and I went to Tyler and I was like, "He got the boys." Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you, if there's one thing that gets me on board on a movie, it's one character showing up with the boys, just uh, a, a final, a third act, the cavalry. Yeah, yeah, third act reveal of the cavalry coming in. That's Avengers that's a, Assemble, that's baby. A, that's a favorite. Dude started popping out of holes. <laughs> I think there's a very strong thematic through line of this movie that is very tied into the national identity of Japan that I feel like I can recognize but do not feel in any way qualified to talk about. I 100% agree with you because it was something I did want to bring up where I I feel like this Actually, you 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 continue. No, no, it's okay. I'm okay. glad you you were on there as well too. Just the 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 fact that our main character is a kamikaze pilot, mm-hmm. and it's a kamikaze pilot who has 
shirked his duties and decided that you know living is more important than dying for country and kind of how that interacts with both his personal life and his promises made to his family as well as those left behind after the war and then even just the messaging of the film itself and kind of japan's national attitude Mm post-war which again i don't i don't know enough or am familiar enough to to talk about in a way that i would feel like does justice to to obviously a very nuanced topic right but i do feel like there that that theme is very present and very heavy in the movie in particular with you know its choices of who it focuses on in the movie and kind of who it also uh and and kind of where that goes in the film itself because we you know we're in spoilers so we could talk about it there you do have the the character of i think it's noriko who is the Mm -hmm. um female character who basically shows up has a baby that is not hers that it basically moves into uh koichi's life and is in essence living as his wife and then is the main kind of love interest for the movie itself. And again, all three of them are this kind of emblematic and symbolic, uh, you know, vision of what Japan will become after that. And I think, you know, when you're talking about Godzilla, you're talking about this this character that is so central to Japan's movies and kind of the stories that it tells in general. Um you know, those are definitely elements of the movie that are very present, but, um, you know, maybe we don't get the best understanding of as Americans watching it and as just, you know, your general four dudes watching a movie um, right? experience. So I do think that is something on there. I don't know what the conversation is or necessarily what even the, 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 the main themes and what they – what how they apply but i'd be uh interested to for people to go and find out or even send me stuff and tell me what those are so there's good researcher articles out there about godzilla minus one let me know folks agree 100 percent. where i feel like this movie did teach me a lot in terms of like what post world war ii japan looked like however i i can't speak to how true this all these sentiments in the movie are i would i seems pretty logical that that would be the reactions that that happen um or or a kamikaze pilot returning home when you're not supposed to return home as a kamikaze pilot like all of that is so interesting and adds a huge well several layers to the to this movie um it does immediately give you a a point of view with the characters and a thing that you you know it immediately adds depth right layers like i think you said as well too where where you have a character that immediately into the film we have context for them and we have a goal that they're working towards or a a problem that they're trying to overcome Mm -hmm. and that's just smart filmmaking like it genuinely is and you immediately sympathize with them Mm. the war's over pretty much right as as they kind of establish i mean is this movie said the the opening scene is that 45 or 46 somewhere in there Uh, around the time the the war's the war's over everyone knows it you know that they're you know japan's going to surrender or already has surrendered whatever it is and you're a kamikaze pilot you know you know dying would just be meaningless at that point so why why do that um but then on the other side of that you he comes home and what's the neighbor's name um sumiko yeah yeah i think that's right um, but she comes home and, and she goes, I was never supposed to see you again. Why are you here? Right. My family's dead. 
probably be, and you know, obviously this is a long stretch to make that association, but you can't blame her for making it that you didn't, your job was to be a kamikaze right. pilot. You didn't do your job and we lost the war and they, they bombed my city and my family's gone. Um, and so you just instantly there, there's conflict there and you sympathize with both sides and that all happens within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Um, and so you, and then, you know, 20 minutes in, we are sympathizing with all the characters on screen, especially your main character. We've set up this interesting surrogate family, um, mm. that I sympathize or not sympathize might not be word, but I can like really empathize, empathize with. with and attach myself to. Mm. I think the, the setup of that family and the love story there was not only unique, but it was so effective. We're like, when, when that um, Ginza is that the city? Yeah, Ginza. Ginza. Um, when that scene happens and she pushes him into the alley, like, oh my god, dude, my heart was ripped out of my chest. Sure. And then later on, especially they double down on where he goes, "You should have married her. Why didn't you?" And he goes, yeah. "Of course I wanted to. I couldn't." Um, just so effective. Like I didn't expect to go into a Godzilla movie and be caring this much about a, a love story, almost. Um, or, right. Or this much about the characters. Well, I, and not even one that was like necessarily the focal point. It wasn't at all. Yeah. I mean, it was, just, it, it, was it was a piece it, of the plot, of course, and the piece of the main character, but the main story of the movie was him on the boat and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, just kind of like part of the movie, of course, but not a main thread, really, I would say. No, I, I think you're all right in that. And I think that's what. Like to, to sum this movie up, that's what makes this movie important mm -hmm. is the fact that they got people to be invested in the human element of a fucking Godzilla movie, which yeah. is the first time I've ever seen that. Every other time, it's just like, I just want to see as much as Godzilla as we can possibly see right. on the screen. And this is the first time where when Godzilla's not on the screen, I'm like, hey, I'm pretty invested in this. I want to see how this love story plays out. I want to see what happens to the child. I want to see how he's going to fulfill his arc as the kamikaze pilot. So, I mean, yeah, that's... Stuff like I said, I've I've just never seen, and I think a lot of people who are big in this IP are not accustomed to, and I think that was the huge takeaway of why it has so much positivity behind it, or so much positive feedback of like, oh, this is awesome, we should we we should get behind this. Um, so I think that comes down to the actual plot and the human element. I think that comes down to it it being a fifteen million dollar movie, and it's not something that just Hollywood put its hands on mm -hmm. and just completely fucked over. Um, and then as well as this is probably the coolest Godzilla we've got on film yeah. in a very, very, very long time. Um, so you, even to, to kind of hound in on, on him outside of the human element. Um, yeah. I mean, this movie's a, this movie's a fucking horror movie, right? I mean, like to, to its core yeah. for sure. I guess Nathaniel said Jaws or maybe Tyler, pardon me. One of you said basically Jaws, right? Which I can see that. I mean, from the, the scene where he's swimming after him and they're in the wooden boat yeah, that Daniel keeps bringing up. At least the ocean bit. Like, pure Jaws. That's yeah. textbook, yeah, horror. Even Papa Schwartz sure. turned There's to me no and goes, they're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. It's cool, too, because when he's swimming behind the boat and they like do a close-up on him, it's it, like it's lifeless. He's just on a mission. Like There is no... Right. like eyebrow movement or like some sure. kind of facial gesture and i guess that just goes back to the 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 personify point but it's just cool that he's just like dead inside like he's just a mindless yeah. monster that's just looking to cause havoc yeah every time you see yeah. godzilla his eyes are blank basically like a doll eyes. Just, his eyes are staring. so creepy in this yeah too. terrifying it's so good it's so good that's what makes it so good um and and like i keep hounding on the lack of the score and mm. that scene as he's chasing him it's mm. almost just like like an entity. It's like a Jaws. It's like a Michael Myers. It's like a, you know? Yeah, um, I'm with you. 
Yeah, r- r- really good. And then um, even the 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 tension behind that, where they finally let one of the mines go. Um, our lead character, who's the kamikaze pilot, um, he ends up shooting um, the mine that's in Godzilla's mouth because they find out that bullets are doing no damage. Yep. And it fucking blows up and blows up half his jaw. And then we find out Godzilla can regenerate. And that was like, <laughs> that happened, and everyone was just kind of like, oh, oh how the shit. fuck are they going to kill this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was one of those. So um, I think that's what Nathaniel set up and looked over at me like, huh. I wonder how we're gonna get around this. So yeah, man, it was um, it was good. That 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 was a really really good scene. Tension was well, and then um, not even to to hound on the fucking heat ray or his yeah. atomic breath, we, whatever we term you want to put on it. We haven't talked about the atomic that was, breath, dude. That was the coolest atomic breath <laughs> yes. I've ever seen from Godzilla. It's just one so how dope. it charges up behind his 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 plates yeah, it's spikes, like a whatever you cocked call it. gun i think yeah. brandon called it he's like it, it's like he, he pulled the hammer back on the on the six right. year or yeah, on the man. magnum 357 yeah. he's loading it up <laughs> yeah so he just loads it up from his tail all the way up to the his top dorsal right and then it's just like one concentrated beam for like one second and then it's a fucking nuclear explosion yeah, yeah. and, the, and, and i was, love the fact was phenomenal dude i didn't expect that at all yeah i, I didn't expect it either but it, i love that it's like a nuke yeah, like you know, obviously we talked about, or Nathaniel mm-hmm. mentioned how Godzilla is essentially just a metaphor for the atomic bombs that that hit yeah, Japan. Absolutely. So the fact that they incorporate that into Godzilla himself, it, genius. Um, really like that for part. sure. And absolutely. and the sound effect of it too, where it's just oh, it's, I, I quiet I'm for not a second. Gonna, yeah, quiet for a second, and then just the loud like huge explosion. Uh, it, yeah, really well done there. Yeah, it's cool that. Um... Godzilla is just one of those entities that can be so effective in so many different ways because we've gotten the the monster movie where he's the main character mm. uh, as of recent, and those are effective uh, to a certain group of people. Like, imagine being like a kid and seeing those as your first Godzilla movies. Right. Uh, like, that shit's crazy. <clears throat> and those are just good popcorn movies. Like, yeah, some of them has a ton of plot holes and, you know, in aspects they're, they're kind of dog shit, but they're also really effective in a certain kind of way. And they're not terrible. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get something like this where it's just so powerful in an entirely different genre, essentially. Um, and it's still, it, it definitely rivals, you know, what we've gotten recently, but that's also coming from, our point of view where we are interested in the film aspect of things, um, you know, where the plot goes, how many holes are there? Mm. Um, is it believable? Do I have the buy-in? And, and so it's cool that we get something of this magnitude um, that, that still carries uh, the name of Godzilla. Score was great. Godzilla theme. They, they use Always it good. really late too. They don't mm. really bring that up until I think he's in Ginza. I think yeah, it's the first so. time we hear it. Um, so really well done there, but even just the, the other score throughout the movie is, is, is something I noticed in the second watch last night where I was like, yeah, man, sounds great. Um, musically, just so many pieces coming together um, to, to make this movie really effective. Yeah, definitely the most horror Godzilla I've seen. Um, that, that, that opening scene that I already talked about, but just will stick with me for a while, I think. Yeah, and um, it's cool. We get to see a few iterations of Godzilla. I mean, in the mm-hmm. beginning, 
at first I thought we were just going to go with like the smaller like T-Rex mm. form. Because I was like, oh, he seems pretty small compared to at least what we've seen in the Hollywood ones right. over the past few years. Um, then fast forward, there's a time jump, and then they're in the ocean. And then he's like, oh, this is way more deep sea fish than what I saw back at the yeah. war. Mm-hmm. So he's he's must be larger, right? So that's yeah. kind of how the illusion. And then you see him at his full scale, and you're like, ah, okay, that's that's the guy I was looking for. Yeah. Well, I think he got um, he got nuked in between there too cuz that's where he like right. they had that operations crossroads and you yep. see him get burned and I think that's where he kind of mm-hmm. gets the regenerative powers and everything too. Yeah. For sure. Yep. So yeah, they've got that as well as um that's also a scene in that where you mentioned where he, where he gets burned where he this shows glimpses. It kind of looks like a iteration of like burning Godzilla, yep. which was also in I think King of Monsters, I want to say, or was it versus Kong? One of them. You see an iteration of that. So, yeah, there's just multiple uh, skins, quote unquote, that you see of Godzilla throughout this film that are all just callbacks to obviously all the the the, the literature and the history of the character. So, I mean, yeah, overall, though, man, this was I, I went in with like relatively modern expectations um, just from kind of seeing the trailer and things in, in months past. And uh, I was definitely not let down, I would say for sure. Yeah, I would uh I would really encourage anyone that has seen and enjoyed this to watch the original 1954 version. Obviously, it's a man in the suit and it's a lot of models, but like there is a lot of genuinely horrific kind of like moments in that movie, um a lot of which are shouted out in this one. One that like sticks with me is the um news crew on top of the building that are like filming it as it, it, oh, it yeah, yeah, filming it sure, as, yeah. as it's coming like in fucking live news yeah and that's also like referenced in the original that's definitely like almost taken from it in the in the original they're on a radio tower and this one they're on the top of a news building but like again it is just it's one of those things that like if if you allow yourself to kind of be swept away in that moment you totally buy what's happening and seeing what's happening and, and, and the, the terror behind it and kind of, again, the metaphor and the message behind it as well, too. Um, and then I would also encourage people to check out Shin Godzilla, which is the 2016 one, uh, mm-hmm. at least written uh, but also directed by Hideki Anno from um, Evangelion. Um, so, and that is, again, very much a Godzilla as a horror movie, as like a unknowable creature that is completely outside the realm of understanding as most right as you can imagine from the guy that made evangelion um also really cool atomic breath in that one as well too but um yeah we good on this one anyone else got any big points that want to touch on um the only other thing was um when you guys were talking about the 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 heat blast is his little laser beam mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh the plates popping up on the back reminded me of like the old toys um oh, because sure. i remember those being like one of the the parts that you can actually adjust or move and so yeah that was that was one of the biggest things for me that uh when you guys were talking about that i was like oh this that's like that that actually reminds me of the old toy so Justin and I had a ton of Godzilla stuff. I didn't have any Godzilla stuff. So I can't relate to that one. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, bro, I love that thing. That thing's so dope. You still got it? No, Blake's got his up right now. Oh, Blake, oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Uh, for audio listeners, which is all of our listeners, uh, Blake's holding up his uh, little Godzilla figurine. Where, is, where do you keep that, Blake? Is that on the mantelpiece? Is that the centerpiece of the room? Uh, they're all where the TV is. There's an entertainment console. You say all? Like. You got more than one Godzilla figure? No, there's only one Godzilla figure, but oh, below oh, that, like there's it. like a noob Cybot from Mortal Kombat, oh, a gotcha, gotcha, Ghostface, gotcha. a Xenomorph, Predator, a bunch of shit. Yeah. Dope. That's cool. Blake, you were going to say something before Tyler did. Uh, might have lost my might have lost my train of thought. But yeah, overall, cool. And and I like the fulfilling character arc at the end um, where he finds, and I'm sorry that I can't remember everyone's name just due to, to ethnic differences. I should probably research that. It's very lazy on my end. But the pilot that they were trying to find originally to help repair the plane. Tachibana. Right? So ends up finding him. Thank you. So he ends up finding him to repair the plane. Um, and then you see that kind of come full circle, uh, which you kind of foreshadow because obviously there's there's a close-up on them talking. He's telling them how he's going to the bomb. And then it, the camera zooms out, and then you can no longer hear the audio. It's distorted, mm-hmm. because, right? It's, it's just for that reason. You assume he's alluding to tell him something that will come back later. Right. Long story short, that's the actual... Um, Ejecto Cedo Cuz as Ty <laughs> looked at me when he jumped out. Um, that's the first thing I thought of too when he did it. So uh yeah, next thing you know. So he was able to eject out of there and um and survive. So then uh put the bomb right down Godzilla's mouth and blew him up. And we think that may possibly be the end of Godzilla, but I guess we don't know, right? Uh it's alluded we'll get a Godzilla minus two. But who knows? Oh, for sure. I, I would, I'd be down. Um, I guess the last thing I also want to touch on is we we talked about the, um, the the writing of this movie, but also the directing. Same guy, of course, Taki or Takashi Yamazaki, um, did both of them, but very well directed as well, which is something I was paying a little bit more attention to last night. Um, but just camera movement throughout the throughout the movie, and, and especially um, especially the monster scenes, but. That first one in particular, just a lot. I'm I'm a sucker for a good like momentum pan and like a, or like a momentum sweep of the camera. And there was like one shot I just remember vividly of like the the camera kind of going up to Godzilla and he comes down on a character and then it grabs him and throws him. He throws him and follows yeah. the camera down to where we see more people. It just kind of like just the camera f- natural movement throughout the throughout the scene and we kind of move progressively and just kind of the camera follows very well um, and very smoothly where the action's going. Um, not easy to pull off, and I think that's something... It's a telltale sign, of I feel like, of like a really good filmmaker who kind of knows what he's doing, because I think you you start out filmmaking, at least especially I did when I did my little bits of production, um, a lot of cuts and a lot of steady things and just not a ton of smooth camera movements. Um, and and so I think when... I'm a, I'm a sucker for, like when you have a director who can just make the camera move and it doesn't even feel like it's moving one of those. Um, it's a very well directed in that, in that aspect. Um, yeah, I would love, I'm, I kind of want to go watch more of his stuff, dude. <laughs> um, but, uh, maybe I'll get around to it. All right. Uh, anything else here, gents? I think that's all I got. All right. Um, uh, well, with all that, I think being, I'm good too. With all that being said, welcome back to a listeners who skipped over the spoiler segment of the podcast. Shame on you. Go watch this movie. But until you do that, um, you can hear where we rank it up upon our entry list. Uh, it's our big list of all the movies we have reviewed compared to one another. It's it's our rating system, essentially. Um, if you want to check it out for yourself, 
can do so by checking the episode description where it's linked to my letterbox. Oh boy. Oh boy. I've got a sign. Oh in. joy. Oh <clears throat> joy. Blake. Hey. Blake, I want to hear your thoughts first and foremost. As a oh, resident man. Godzilla expert, I want to know where All you're right, ranking fellas. this. I was contemplating this i usually try not to think ahead but i was contemplating it when i was driving home after seeing the movie like where do Mm -hmm. i want to put it Mm -hmm. immediately you look at the other two godzilla films we have on there right Right. head and shoulders above those i i don't even know where the highest one of that we have would agree with you we had it's godzilla versus kong which is at 129 and then we had king of the monsters at 139 okay Gotcha. So yeah, I'm I'm way over those. Um, then, like I said, it, it has the horror element. It has human element that had us heavily invested, which is something that's rare in a genre like this. Uh, so, it, and also one of my favorite IPs. So then, started scrolling up to some movies that I liked a lot: uh, Malignant, Barbarian, mm. Prey. Mm-hmm. Right, another IP that I love a lot. I think I would put this above Prey. So okay. that puts us at the ninety mark. So I think I'm going above that. Um, Honestly, guys, it's it's tough, but I think I think I'm gonna go 44. Ooh, big nice, jump up nice. from there. Okay, 44. Yeah, which I think is I'm gonna go 44. Below Northman, above Spirited Away. Yeah, it's a good spot, man. Okay. Um, any yeah, particular so reason was, for going up there? Uh, yeah, but I was still scrolling up. I seen Terminator, um, which I liked a lot. Tokyo Drift, which kind of just like a heartfelt movie for me personally. But that's when I was like, okay, we got that up there off kind of heartfeltness. I can definitely put this above Tokyo Drift. Um, and then the Scream, Scream was get above Scream was was a tough one as sure. well as American Psycho. Uh, but I think ultimately, like the really hard cap was like the Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest with you, right? Where I was like, all right, that's probably another layer of film. Sure. Um, in terms of favorites all times and things of that nature. And outside of that, I was like, I, I think I think that's kind of the good space for it, man. I mean, I, I even think sitting here aloud, I might be able to put it above the Northman mm. and actually put it one behind training day. So I think I'm actually gonna flip that and do forty three. I was gonna say I th- I would think you'd put it above the and Northman. As yeah, famously we'll flip that and go we all it. know King Kong ain't got shit on training day. So mm. sure. training day that was a Tough plug, tough plug. I, I don't think I could do it above training. Day if Godzilla's yeah, going toe to toe with King Do- King Kong, even then he, he can't step to training. King Dong, so. yeah. King Dong, oh, yeah. man, that's the the porn, <laughs> yeah, right, right, the porn right. parody. Godzilla is, is no match for uh, for Alonzo. Training, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Crooked cop can consume all. Damn, that's the new. That's the American Godzilla remake I need. Godzilla versus the crooked cops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, man, that's that's where I'm shooting. Forty. All right, all right, I like it. Uh, anyone else got their? Yeah, I got mine. Ready? Shoot. Uh, I'm not gonna be too far lower than Blake, and I will say that Blake did give me. He did convince me to go a little bit higher than I was thinking. So I am actually gonna put this at fifty, below Scream mm. and above Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That is, uh, it was really nope was the one that I couldn't uh, couldn't mm. put it over. And then Scream, I mean, Scream's a classic. Like, you know, 
what are we going to do at that point? But I think this movie is a really, really, really good example of um, the kind of Godzilla subgenre, a great update uh, for it. I, I um, yeah, I just think that's, that's where we're sitting with this guy there. Um, you know, there's a few movies above it. I might put it above if they were going one-to-one, but I think within the, uh, the scope of the list, that's where I'm going to put it, 50. Valid. Um, I'm not too far ahead of you. I want to go high. There's just so many movies that I am like, I can't put it above that. Can't put it above that. Um, and yeah. it's, it's going to go above some movies that I would probably. This is also one too. It. I just, I don't know how this one's going to age. Like I, I feel like right? this is one where you could put it on in six months from now and I'll be like, yes, I love this movie. But it's also one I feel like I just, I don't know if I'm going to be. If I'm going to be seeking out to put it on in six months, you know what I mean? I will say I still enjoyed myself on the second Oh, 100%. Watch. Yeah. Um, in theaters, of course. So, like, you know, if I was to put this on my TV, would I feel the same? Maybe not. But, I, you know, Entropy List is a mixture of a lot of feelings, and, and the, one of those feelings is a first watch and, and a theater watch and all of that um, together. Sure. So I am going to lock it in, I think, at 48 below John Wick and above Nope. Oh, gasp. Yeah. Um, I, there, you know, there's some... You have Jaws yeah. on a boat with Godzilla, and then you have Jaws in a ranch. Mm. Nope is now Jaws. Now, here's the question. Mm. Do you think the nope alien can consume the Godzilla we just <laughs> There we go. Ah. Uh, I think Godzilla, I think atomic breast, that dude shot. in one shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, jean jacket. Sure. Yeah. He doesn't like how that cloud's looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 48 for me. John Wick's up. The OG John Wick's kind of that's hard. Your, that's your it's, tough one. It's a hard yeah. one for me. Um, yeah, because yeah. there are several, of course, that are ones I'd probably put this... Um, Put yeah. this below weathering with you and La La Land come to mind, but sure. as Nathaniel said, in the scope of the list, which is getting tougher and tougher to rank on every week, um, it, it is. Yeah, it um, is. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it in though at 48. What do you think, Ty? Um, so I'm I'm like super on the fence. You guys had some really good arguments. I think I have a low point where I'd be, but I also think I have a high point and just kind of. Uh, I can, like part of me wants to set something straight with the list Ooh. and uh <clears throat> because of that i i think this thing deserves to be higher um i think it i think it's gonna be pretty rivaled to like kill bill spirited away from like a an emotional standpoint from how i feel about it and you know just how much i enjoyed myself but i do think that both of those movies and this movie are better than like Judas and the Black Messiah, mm. are better than Spider Man, are better than Itumama Tambien, better than Dunkirk, you hold your tongue. better than Requiem. And so, um, those that that group that I just named that's really, really hard to not put this above. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm gonna do it because that's what that's what makes me feel happy. And uh, I'm gonna try and bump this thing up a little bit. And uh, I think it deserves to be at 36 just below Starship Troopers. I think this thing will age really well. I think you will find yourself putting it on in like six months to a year. When was the last time you watched Kill Bill? Probably when we He's did this cooking. review for it. Ah! And He's cooking right now. <laughs> so like, you know, same thing with like some of those other movies you guys named off. You don't watch those movies either very often. 
Uh, I, I watch like Itu Mama Tambien once a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I think that you would, uh, you'll find yourself putting this on. It'd actually be pretty cool to, to maybe even get this in English dub because I could find myself like cleaning my house while listening to this instead of, and, you know, maybe I'll just learn Japanese. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, in the back end too. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, or at least yeah. learn this movie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I'm going to be at 36 yeah and those are all valid points man and and while the group was, was sitting here ranking um and even when i was just kind of doing a thorough look i said to myself is there a world where i put this above spider-man no way home and i think i kind it was hard to do because i think that movie's already much higher than it should be sure but when i was looking at this and i was like man i like this movie way more than spider-man no way home and then now that tyler came out and stood on it I'm gonna. Now this is crazy. What's hilarious? I'm about to change my. I'm about to change my ranking for a second for a second time, fellas. Unprecedented. I may be vetoed out of this. No, go for it, bro. I think I'm no, rocking with Ty. I gotta. I gotta put it above Spider-Man: No Way Home at the minimum. And I. Yeah. All right. So where are you putting it? Um. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. Oh, that's put it that's 36 there. as well too. Okay. Well, 36 is Judas. So above yeah. or below Judas? Honestly. 36 would be above Judas. 37 would be above Spider-Man. Below Judas. All right, fellas. Don't hate me, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to cook this thing to 31. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let's go. I don't, care, back I, I, I don't care for Back to the Future. I don't no, care go for Star Trek. And I don't care for you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, done. Yeah. Avatar's good, but yeah. Tyler gave me enough gas where I was like, fuck it, man. That's what we're doing. Hey, I, so, I, yeah. I remember I pushed I pushed a Knight's Tale up into, like, the top ten last week. So, I mean, sure. do what you want, bro. I'm rolling, bro. No, I'm that's, that's cool. I'm just messing around. 30 one. All right, I respect. I like it. it. Blake coming alive, 31. standing on the ground for Godzilla. Um, Judas, I would say Judas is like the original one where I was like, "Ooh, maybe I do want to just bump it that high." Um, but then I was mm-hmm. like, "I don't know if I can do that." But that is the one when we we talk about on the entropy list a lot, where we're just like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it, it, it's if we're if we're going on that classic, if I woke up in a movie theater and this movie was playing, mm. would I sit around for the next two hours and watch mm. the rest of it? There's a lot of movies around there that I would put on before that one, like Spider Man, No Way Home. Absolutely not. <laughs> but no way. It, exactly. See. Yeah, I feel them. Dunkirk right. or Requiem, sure. Let's reel this back in. Uh, I see. I don't think I'm sitting there for like the next two, two and a half hours to watch those yeah. movies. Well, that's because you have a tiny bladder. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm the one that never. I know gets you up never do. Movies. I'll never get up. I'll sit in Schneider cut four hours. I won't get the Boo. fuck up. He was raised on Lord of the Rings, Boo. folks. He has an ultimate <laughs> iron bladder. Jeez. Oh, uh, Blake's thirty-one. Ty, you were forty-six. 40. No, 36. You were 36, right? 36. Um, Nathaniel, you were? I'm sticking at 50. You're sticking at 50, like a lame person. Um, and I was, <laughs> I was what, 40? Top third of the list, bro. <laughs> we're at 172 of these bad boys now. If you told me, you yeah. told me that a Godzilla movie was cracking the top 50 and at the beginning of the year, I would have called you crazy. But, you know, Here times we are. change. Here we are. Um... Yeah, I, and I think I I kind of want to bump my ranking up, but I don't know if I can. I don't think I will. 
Just do it, man. Do it while you can. Once am I allowed? Is once we lock, once we lock it in, did change it twice. You know I mean? Yeah, just pick your pick your movie. Bro. Yeah, you can do whatever you I'm want. Gonna, spot. I want to put it above Judas, but I I don't know if I want to put it above Spider Man because I I love Spider Man No Way Home. You guys, I, I just I I'm the most personal person when it you comes are. to that movie. I objectively it's realize it's right. Uh, well, well, Tobey Maguire is my Spider Man, but he's in the yeah. movie. No, all three of them are yours. You have to claim them all. Well, I, I am. Sp- what, yeah. do you, what do you think I you'll rewatch Spider-Man. first? Spider Man No Way Home or this? He already he already rewatched, rewatched this. Yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> okay. That's valid. That's valid. Have you rewatched Spider Man No Way Home? I think I did see that in theaters twice as well, actually. But I okay. haven't seen it since since then. theaters. Yeah, that's a December 2021 <laughs> release or something like that. So Rank it, come on. Come on. Third, 36, below Starship and above, above Judas. Hey. Um, so that gives us a ranking, average ranking of 38.25, meaning we'd have to tiebreak it with Itumama Tambien. Of course. I'm above. <laughs> <laughs> I'm above. I'm above. Oh, man. Nathaniel? Nathaniel, do, do, you care, do you care to give your opinion? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Let you do that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no one I else will let answer. You voice your opinion. Nathaniel, above or below E2 Mama Tambia? Ah, oh, of course oh, it's going to be below E2 Mama Tambia. We have on. one for below. Anyone else <laughs> going once? No. No, going you, twice. You Godzilla <laughs> is at 38 below Spider Man No Way Home. After all of that, after all of that debate, <laughs> it ends up one below. Uh, below Spider-Man No Way Home and above E2 Mama Tambian. What a good spot. Happy. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, good spot for it. Was not expecting it to go that high, and I'm so happy it is. What a fun movie. You're welcome. Thanks, Ty. I started. I I lit the beacons of Minas Tirith. Oh. And Rohan answered. So let's go. (laughs) It's a lot of words there. Late breaking news here on Back Row Banter. Uh, Andre Brower. Unfortunately, uh, star of Brooklyn Nine Nine has passed away at sixty-one. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, the, oh, that's so sad. He's the uh, what? What's his he captain? Captain of Brooklyn Nine. Yeah, yeah, he's the captain. Hmm. Super funny in that show. That is sad. Yeah, he, he is funny sad. in that. Very, Born in Chicago. Very young too. Sixty-one. Natural causes, heart attack, or what? It doesn't say. Doesn't say yet here, yeah. really. Yeah, but um, yeah. tough. It's, it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, who was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine recently? Ty, was that you? I was. Yeah. Yeah. You still watching? No, no. I uh, I'm pretty sure I finished it. No. Oh, okay. Or whatever was on Peacock. I think Peacock, it was like yeah. six seasons, seven seasons, something like that. They made but quite yeah, a few of that show. It. It, the show is really good. So that's brief illness. So must oh. not have mm-hmm. been okay. Anything. I had a good time with it. Rest in peace. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's upsetting. Um, do we want to do a little what we're watching? We got some time. Can do. Um, sure. Nathaniel, why don't mm. you kick us off? Uh, did I talk about Doctor Strange Love last week? Yes. Okay. Then since then, I watched a movie today. Uh, that was a recent release on Netflix called May December. May December. May December. Yes. Stars uh, Julianne Moore, stars Natalie Portman, um, and it is a movie about an actress, played by Natalie Portman, 
who is going to research a couple. The couple is uh, the female lead is is Julianne Moore. The male lead is uh, an actor who I don't know, uh, but his name is Charles Melton. Heard the name? Yeah, uh, I think he was on like Teen Wolf or something like that, or, okay. or Riverdale or something like that. Of course. But anyways, it's that um, it's kind of that like take on that story of like the twelve or thirteen year old kid dates his teacher oh. kind of thing. And so now the they're like the Josh Giddy story. I'm sorry. <laughs> sure. Uh, now she is like in her sixties, almost seventies, and like he's like thirties. And Natalie Portman is coming in to research her for this role that she is going to play about the movie about their life. Mm. So it's a movie within a movie, and they're kind of, and she's like kind of investigating them. Uh, or not investigating, but doing research on them. Okay. And it's kind of her uh, interacting with them and kind of understanding her as a character. It's it's really, really good. Uh, it's on Netflix. I would recommend people going to watch it. Uh, is this new? It is new. Yeah, yeah. It came like, out within the like last two new? weeks. Oh, okay. yeah. Cool. Um, it's made by a, a gentleman named Todd Haynes. I don't think you would have seen anything he's done. He did that... Um, uh, the Bob Dylan biopic "I'm Not There," where he's that. played by like five different. Oh wait, actors. no, oh, biopic. No, I, I'm sorry, I've not seen that. Yeah. Um, and uh, thinking Carol. of the Bob Dylan documentary from like Gotcha, the 50s. I no, yeah, so. this was from like 2010. Right, right. And uh, Carol as well too, from a couple of years ago with Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would uh, definitely recommend it. May, December, it is on Netflix. Not going to be for everyone, for sure. I think most of the Backrow Boys would enjoy it. Um, what uh, genre would you classify this as? Ooh. Is it like thriller? <sighs> you like along those beats? or So it's definitely like drama, but like... Suspense? A little bit suspenseful yeah. as well, too, but like not afraid to like veer into like camp in the way that kind of... Um, Almost Mike Flanagan esque, but like even more so. Like if it's like something that's like super heavy, like he'll play this really aggressive like thriller suspense musical sting underneath it to the point that you as an audience member are like, "Well, that's over dramatic." Mm -hmm. But it's all in the kind of idea of getting you to buy into these certain things or these certain preconceived notions i guess that you as a viewer have about this thing and then he goes or the, this relationship this this the relationship between all three characters and then he go and then he he definitely positions the characters so that they kind of interrogate all of those questions as well too it's 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 really good movie like um i think the thing that it reminds me most of from like the last few years would be like a, a movie like tar as well or, i never saw that one um yeah i mean both huge recommends but um yeah, I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's on um, Netflix. Um, Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman, both great. Charlie Melton, I think, it delivers an amazing performance in it as well, too. Um, it, like, again, it veers into that kind of horror thriller territory without ever necessarily having horror thriller content maybe is okay. how i would like put it overall. like a gone girl kind of yeah but like even gone girl is more graphic and kind okay. of more like that this is much more about like it's the tone of maybe a gone girl but like the and like the it's not nearly as violent but the so you're kind of just on edge but there's no actual reason yeah, to be kind of like okay. you you're you're watching these people where you're like that dude was 12 when you guys uh, sure. were were 
hooking up and everything right. and like and they're bitch they're just openly talking about it and kind of like trying to figure it out and like it's one of those things where she went to prison but they got married afterwards so like hmm. how do you talk about that and everything and it, it, is it is yeah it's really interesting um yeah i really liked it it's on uh it's on netflix i think if you you know have a netflix account it's watch it but um I'd recommend you watch it, Adam. I think you'd have uh, an interesting point on it. I'm not sure if you know it's going to be high on like Blake or Tyler's list, but uh, okay, I would recommend it overall. All right, I'll give it a, I'll give it a look. Give her a looky loo, a looky loo. That's really uh, what I got to it. Like I said, I've just been studying. Yeah. So yeah, Tyler, what have you been giving a looky loo? Um, the only thing of uh, note really is uh. Uh, we watched a uh, a Caralia film, uh, and uh, she's been she's she's always stated it's one of her like favorite movies. Um, Legally Blonde. No, we, we already did that one. We already did that one. No, no, not that either. <laughs> um, but this is like from way back in the day. Legally this Blonde like too. Childhood favorite movie. I would I would guess. Mean but girls. It's, uh, she's she's keep... the man. Oh, okay. Hey, that's actually kind of a childhood one for me too. I don't know why, older brothers, <laughs> but no, I actually watched that a few times when I was younger. Yeah, and so it was one um, of those ones I was too young for it, but I watched it anyway. You know, it was like one yeah. of those ones I should, probably shouldn't have been watching. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that came to Netflix recently, and uh, so we got to that. Uh, she was very pleased, um, and yeah, yeah, that was the the main thing. Other than that. Uh, it's been uh, football and um, Spartacus still. I'll, ne- so, I'll, yeah. I'll never forget um, the scene in that movie when she sticks a tampon up her nose Yeah. to stop a nosebleed. I didn't even know what tampons were at the time, so I just assumed they were for nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> I believed her. Super, uh, super young Channing Tatum. Yes. Yes. Very young Channing Tatum. Yeah. And then it doesn't so. she she makes up a lie about when she's playing soccer that she can't take off her shirt because she's allergic to the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. Yep. Sure. Leah's gonna be very proud that you know this many details, Adam. Me and Leah, yeah, we can bond over this movie. I'll let you know. Yeah, she'll, I haven't yeah, seen she'll, it in a long time. You'll, you, you're, you're getting brownie points. All right, bet. Let her know. <laughs> oh, I need those brownie points. Uh, but, uh, Packers that's all I got. win this week? I don't know what yeah, we can skip over that. Oh, okay. Uh, Blake, what have you been watching? <laughs> um, didn't didn't watch much. I think I talked about Fall of the House of Usher last week. Um, I went back and I watched did you finish that? two episodes of, of... Yeah, did I talk about that last week? I don't think you did. No? Okay. Um, I did finish Fall of the House of Usher. Did you like and, it? And, uh, yes, I did. I liked it a lot. Oh, maybe we I did talk about this, but yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, because I think we talked about favorite kills. Yeah, yeah, um, we did. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah we did. For I sure, her being some sort of angel, demon, entity, neither good or nor evil. The Raven. Um. Yeah, nonetheless, yeah, so I went back. I watched the first two episodes of Midnight Mass. I think I'm going to go back and chug through that. Oh, um, okay. Because I started it uh, back when it came out. Was that 2020? Yeah, somewhere say, in there. 20, early 2020, something like that. Got about four episodes through. Didn't finish. I was like, let me go back and restart it from the jump. Um, just because now I'm like, I'm full Flanagan mode right now. So I was like, let me go back and get in there. 
I need some, I need some um, long dialogue speeches. And I need for sure. <laughs> and Midnight Mass is good for that. Yeah. To, to my yeah, it is. So as soon as Hamish um, Linklater shows up, though, the priest, he's like, he's okay. so good in it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm um I'm ready for that one. So yeah, it's uh it, it's it's rolling so far. That's what I've watched. Uh, I don't think I've gotten anything new. Watched some of the NBA uh, tournament. Um, my Montana Grizzlies still keep on rolling in the FCS. Okay, yep, <laughs> for sure. I've been I've been watching a ton of football, NFL, um, FCS football, Division two football, pretty much any football. But yeah, Montana Grizz are still rolling. They're in the semifinals right now. They won last week. Yep, they got. Uh, I think in OT. I caught the end of it in OT. They yeah. did. Yeah, they just gotta do. Uh, uh, now they're playing North Dakota. I think. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing North Dakota State, which is like a. A tough feat. North Dakota State is it's yeah. like playing an Alabama, Georgia type but, of thing where they even if it's a down year, quote unquote, you gotta bring your A game. But they're playing uh they're playing Montana at home, which as I understand it, the Montana Stadium is nuts. Like it's kind of Yeah, I believe Montana and Montana State definitely and, and probably North Dakota State, those three schools definitely have the best home field advantage in FCS football, like by landslide. <laughs> Is there a reason? So like just uh, I don't I don't know a good turnout to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know anything about North Dakota, but uh, according to the guy my podcast I listen to from Montana, um uh, <laughs> they uh because there's no professional the one, the one podcast in Montana. That's right. <laughs> Co-main event <laughs> podcast. If you want to okay. check it out, yeah, uh, yeah well, we listened to that a little bit Chad, that yep, one time. Yeah, yep. Chad Dundas, Ben Folks. Uh, but anyways, the the because there's no professional sports in Montana, of course, uh, college is like the biggest thing, and the two huge biggest towns are Bozeman and Missoula. Mm. Um, but I guess my Montana Grizzlies, <laughs> the uh, their stadium's built into the side of a mountain. Oh. Yeah, it's really pretty. So really pretty. because of that and because there's like 20,000 people there, it just gets loud as fuck. Wow. So like the I think it was it was Durham last week but then it was uh it was uh, Delaware or something like the week before they were like this Yeah, is they played Delaware different. the first week and mm. last week they played uh Furman. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Furman, that's, that's what really it was. Cool. Yeah. So uh um, Montana it, State is that one? No, no, not Montana State. That's Sorry. that's that's Those both two different schools. That's the Wildcats. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, fuck the Cats. <laughs> Um, we're we're Montana oh, Grizzlies. Yeah, he's full <laughs> Montana Grizz. Yeah, Nathaniel's Nathaniel's invested. I want to see the um, stadium. Yeah, but really good state. But yeah, like I said, definitely Montana, Montana State, North Dakota State definitely have the best atmosphere in FCS football, bar none. Yeah, that so, seems yeah, like man, a solid size stadium. A, Damn. Yeah, and they usually they fill it out for sure. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks from like what it. we understand, um, they pack it up. Yeah, so yeah, they. I would say they have a. They definitely got a shot at winning the title. I would say for sure, um, but big and past North Dakota State is going to be it's the big one. No, no slouch. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Even though they're they're the higher ranked team, Montana's good. I think they've only got one loss. Um, I think North Dakota State's lost maybe two or three times, but yeah, it's one of those where you gotta you got to strap up your chin strap. You know what I mean? So we'll see. This is now an FCS That's football all pod. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. For sure. Uh, cause that was funny. I remember I watched a Montana game earlier in the year. I mean, yeah. Three years ago. They played fair state. It was the best. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they won back to back D two championships. They lost this year in the second round. Um, 
But yeah, nonetheless, that was the game. I was like, man, I'm about to watch this game. Then, then uh, I think Nathaniel was like, yeah, somebody brought that up on a podcast I listened to. And uh, Montana won that game. They did beat Ferris State, and they won by like three points. So Ferris State's no slouch either. You know what I mean? They very well had a chance at beating who could be the winner of, of uh, FCS. So yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. But that's all I've watched. Watched the Bears. Bears are rolling right now. Very Weird, quietly. Right? Are, they, are they five and eight? Very now? quietly. Yeah, man. We're we're looking. Oh man, we're looking good. Do we even want to make the playoffs? Like, I don't know. If I... I I don't think they will. They they would have to win out, and I I'd, I'd be surprised if they if they went out. But I would say I think they can win three of the last four the way they're playing. Yeah, and that's a that's a win for morale. You know, and we it still is got a the win Panthers for pick, So we do got the Panthers pick. What do you think they're doing with Fields? Oh man, dude, I can talk about that for a long time. I what I what I think they should do, and granted, it's going to depend on how well Phil turn them into the a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I would like to see them do is if he plays how he's played the last th- about four or five games, if he finishes this stretch, rather if even if they lose all four, but he plays well, I would like to see them draft Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first pick, and then with their own pick, just take the best player available. Who's Marvin Harrison Jr.? He's uh, probably the top wide receiver. Uh, he's wide receiver, receiver uh, at Ohio State. State. Yeah, yeah. Was his, his dad played. I was gonna say it was his. Was well. his dad? Uh, uh, it was his dad, Marvin Harrison. It is Hall of Fame receiver. Yeah. Um, There's so rumors like though that he's gonna go back for another year that. at Ohio State. No way. The Ohio oh, State. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would like to see them do that or trade it and maybe trade back to three or four. How about they capital? You'll get two first round picks. Could they lose out on Marvin Harrison, but draft another receiver draft neighbors from LSU. Could they sign Shohei Otani? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying he would sell some t-shirts for sure. He would. He would. I don't know if he'd help us win any games, get some people out there. So yeah, that's, that's my take on the bear situation, Adam. The last option is drafting a quarterback. If they draft a quarterback, they're fucking insane. Yeah, I don't I don't know. There's no way you could draft. I'm a so, it's so hit or miss, bro. 50-50 on it. So hit or miss. Yeah. No, you're right. So hit or miss. And you know Fields at the end of the day, he may not be Patrick Mahomes, but he's not fucking Zach Wilson and he's not terrible. Yeah. So you gotta live with it, yeah. build around it. And go from there because if you draft a quarterback, and what if he turns out to be well? And like this is the thing about fucking terrible. football is like the unless next year there's a forty percent chance he's going to tear an ACL. Like, I, yeah, I, I, my brain cannot wrap around football as a sport or yeah. a business, man. Like, it just mm, seems like yeah. you're just it's flushing, difficult in business sense. It just it feels like you're flushing millions of dollars down the drain every year just on the hope that someone doesn't get injured. Oh, and, absolutely! And everyone lines up on every side. play. <laughs> well, no, that's that's the other thing is that you just got dudes crashing into each other at every uh, play, man. I was referencing the, the yeah the, the Chiefs KC controversy. Thing. Yeah, that was a cool play though. Sore losers. Oh, great play! It, it it does suck that it got ruined by that flag, but at the end of the day, dude was offsides. You got to call it. Deal with it. That sounds like some haterade right there. I am a. The Chiefs are basically my number two team, kind of. I don't like actively yeah. root for them, but I like want them to win, you know. Um, so, because uh, you're a big T Swift, you know me. <laughs> Karma last, is a guy on the Chiefs. Last week you were talking about, you know, she was the person of the year. So, you know, she's my person yeah. of the year. 
for sure. All right, well, let's end um, this thing. Who, yeah, <laughs> who, yeah but before we get out of there, but you know who is rolling? Nathaniel, you picked him in fantasy the past few years. My boy, uh, George Kittle? No, the quarterback you've picked in fantasy the past few years. Oh, I always bring it up. My man. Like, yeah, I somehow have. Lamar Jackson. I got him again. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah the, they, the uh, Ravens are rolling. Your Ravens are rolling. Yeah, Baltimore. They might be the best team in the league right now. I have San Francisco. Uh, Cowboys look good, too. Baltimore. And the Dolphins. Yeah, man. Price of the bricks going up. <laughs> Classic, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Classic. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I watched Howl's Moving Castle. It was fun. That I'll, uh, Maybe I'll see it more next Sub or dub? Uh, dub. Dub. So you got Billy Crystal as the yeah. as the fire. Yeah, it was a fun voice acting. Yeah, he's, it's pretty and, good. And I was looking it up. Josh Hutchinson yeah. is Markle. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's he's random. a baby. Very young. Yeah, yeah he's got to be twelve or younger in that one, probably. Um, but yeah, fun, fun movie. It might be my favorite Ghibli, but mm. um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna let that sit for a little bit, and maybe I'll talk about that more next week. Um, but yeah, let's get on out of here, uh, folks. Please share the podcast. Share with a friend, family member. Um, a captain. A captain. A kamikaze also, pilot. shout out to, that was maybe my favorite character was the captain of, uh, the, of the boat. Oh, he was good. He was yeah. really good. Um, yeah, share with anyone, anyone you can. Um, while you're doing that, follow us on Twitter at Banter Row, on Instagram at Backer Banter Pod, and our YouTube is just Backer Banter. Before I go further... Uh, we missed on what we're uh, reviewing next week. We did not bring that up. Uh, we'll be doing, speaking of Miyazaki, uh, we're going to be doing The Boy and the Heron mm. next week. Uh, that's currently in theaters for at least another week, so you have a chance to go see that if you've not already. Uh, new Studio Ghibli movie from Miyazaki himself. Um, first one, I don't know in how long. Um, Since the Wind Rises, which I think was 2017, maybe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I did read a little bit about this, and it did take him a while to kind of get this one together. Well, he retired. Well, he right, he retired, but it's also like a very personal story for yeah. him based on his events in his life. Um, so it took him a while to get this one together. But uh, I've seen it already. I'm going to give it a Spoilers. thumbs up for now. Bit of sizzle. I would recommend it, and I would highly recommend you see it and join us for our review next week. Uh, with that out of the way, Blake Holder, <laughs> where can the people find you at, my man? Letterboxed Blake Holder. I'll be on there logging some things, writing about five stars. Uh, gave Godzilla a favorable rating as expected. And uh, yeah, we'll go. Let's go to Adam. Hey, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at H24 and on Letterboxd at H. That's A Y Y S H. I'm determined to get back into Letterboxd. I'm going to backlog. I told you the secret. When are you got to log the movies? When I'm peeing in the bathroom after the movie? That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah we get out of what was it what were we watching it was the last one we watched before this uh, Silent Night wasn't it no the one before did we what movie did we see together um crap no I don't think it was that no it yeah, wasn't it was, uh, it was the last one we saw in theaters yeah what was that um Oh, this is Dude, gonna... this is going to drive me insane. Was it a pod movie? It was, I think. Was it? To the letterboxed. Um, well, I didn't log it. You did. I know. That's why I got it here, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I always uh, go to AMC. Wait, yeah, I was about to say, let me check my AMC app because it was it was entouraged. Um, it was Napoleon. Napoleon. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, no, after Napoleon, me and Nathaniel are in the, in the bathroom and I pull up to the urinal and Nathaniel just goes, 
all right, now take out your phone. And this is when you logged letterboxed. And I was like, all right, I will make that a habit. Um, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on letterboxd at H. Uh, Nathaniel. You can find me on Twitter and letterboxd at NS Gingrich. You can find me on Instagram at NathanielG92. Uh, Sam Piper Taste is my other podcast. Someday, someday I'll get back to that. Maybe I'll make, someday. maybe I'll write a, a kaiju story or something like it. Maybe, Ooh. maybe who knows? Who knows? Who knows what comes next? Bit on, of sizzle. Yeah, on on uh, sandpiper tapes. Bit but anyway, Tyler, get us out of here. Uh, Twitter, Letterbox, and Instagram all Tyler Vidalis, V I D A L E S. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it here for episode 172 here at Backrow Banter. Uh, thank you all for joining us for our review of Godzilla Minus One. Hope you guys enjoyed that one as much as we did. Uh, join us for our review of uh the boy and the heron the boy and the heron thank you um thank you all for listening we'll brb be excellent to each other everyone we'll brb thanks for stopping by we appreciate everything you do and uh keep spreading love and we will brb thanks for listening thanks for the support uh we would be able to continue the podcast if it wasn't for you so uh we greatly appreciate it and uh happy holidays we'll brb not also an apple it's an air meaning it's the one that's made for just web browsing wow whereas mine's a pro and this one's probably like one year newer than mine mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still the pros are you know they're just the pros I mean, soon we'll just all have a usb chip in the side of our head i mean yeah eventually Eventually being like I was thinking about that. Year. Can you imagine how much more, how many more movies I'd watch if I could have movies projected into my dreams? I didn't think you were going to say dreams there. Um, yeah, I didn't but think quite a know. bit. Um, I what I've always wondered is like, if you guys have seen Sword Art online, oh boy, what if instead of so what, what if when we sleep we just go to a virtual place but then our bodies still recover you're sleep-wise is that possible you're so matrix pilled and you never even saw it until you were like 23 <laughs> relax i was like 18 yeah when i first met you i remember asking have you seen the matrix and you said no i had not yeah i had not um so yeah like 24 it was, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was a late one for me, for sure. I mean, it wasn't. I was just, a late bloomer. In it's terms basically of the a plot of "Don't Worry, Darling" too, isn't it? More or less, aren't they? No, um, they're not asleep, are they? They're not necessarily asleep, but similarly. Um, but yeah, you, I'm sure you could watch so many more movies, Nathaniel. Um, what I saw recently is a man. Um, not I didn't see this myself. I saw someone on inter- on the internet doing this, mm-hmm. um, wearing his oculus quest three to the gym and he had a little workout display and uh, then he also had his tv shows like you saw you saw it in live or you saw a tiktok of this tiktok oh yeah like i said i did not see it myself right, saw it right. would have been better live would have been great live um 
and he was like, of course I get weird looks, but honestly, who gives a shit? I'm watching so much television and while I'm working out, it's great. And honestly, I... I think that can't be good for your neck long term. Oh, not at all. I don't know how we... Yeah, there are some exercises (laughs) where I'm like, I can't imagine doing that with like a a headset on. Like, what the hell? How do you know when you're... Yeah, if you're doing crunches, like you only get like a third of the way there because you got a six foot board duck bill on your face. I don't know. Tries to do pull-ups and it just keeps knocking it into the pull-up bar. Lat pull-downs and shit. (laughs) It's got to go out and around it. There there are some times with my... um, my XM4s, these these ones right here. You work out in those? Uh, I do, yeah. I actually mainly use these to work out in. Um, I just, I'm not, the earbuds fall on my ear but too much. But do you much. not sweat as a human? I do, but I'm not, I really don't sweat that much when I work out. And not, my head doesn't get too sweaty. And a lot of the times when I work out, I wear a hat. I haven't as much recently just because my hat's kind of fallen apart almost. Yeah. I've had it for so long. You switched just... mostly to visors as well, too. You're trying to bring that back into well, It's already back. Uh, yeah. Everyone knows uh, head coach of the Missouri Tigers, <laughs> Eliah Drinkwitz, is rocking the visor day in, day out. Oh, sorry, what was that guy's name? Uh, Eliah Drinkwitz. Yeah, that sounds like an LSU head coach. Uh, Missouri, but... Sorry, Missouri. Um, <laughs> Did you not say LSU? What am I just Missouri? Missouri Tigers. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. I heard Tigers. Ah, uh, yes. What it There's was. three Tigers in, uh, in the tiger. SEC: Auburn, Mizzou, LSU. And pick one. Uh, we have the best one, in my opinion. Best colors: black and white, or sorry, black and yellow. Yeah, but That's see, LSU's, Tigers LSU's got purple. You automatically lose on that. Purple's just a better color. Is it? Yes. I, I, don't I like will go on the limb and say purple is one of the coolest athletic colors for sure. I, I, and orange somehow. You gotta have the right tint of orange true. though. It's gotta be like Halloween uh, orange. It can't be uh it can't be a Denver exactly. Broncos orange. Exactly. Clemson. Orange and purple. I thought well, I thought oh no, I'm thinking of Auburn. Auburn's like burnt orange and blue. Clemson's yeah. purple. Like Clemson has blue, purple in their mm. in their color if, scheme. I, I never knew can... that either until one day I was like, "Oh, who's playing?" And someone said Clemson, and like I think they were either wearing purple helmets or purple something. And some, I was like, "What the hell?" Some porange, some porange, exactly. Um, See, that just sounds that sounds bad. Now, I I agree that purple. I mean, you know, my my, my alma mater, the Rolling Meadows Mustangs, purple and gold. I, obviously, what but I think of when I think of a Mustang <laughs> every, is purple. Everyone <laughs> thinks purple. Um, but I, I have an issue where I'm kind of colorblind with, when it comes to, like, that shade. So, like, sometimes... Purple or gold? Purple. So sometimes purple and blue, indistinguishable for me. Like, so there are times be... in high school where I would just be like, oh, that's blue. And the, the Sacramento Kings, for the longest time, thought they were purple. Nope, so you're, blue. you're red colorblind, then. Wait, no, the Sacramento Kings are purple, though. That's what he's saying. He's saying he couldn't see the purple. He could only Are they see purple or blue? blue? I thought they were blue. They're purple. Oh, then no, I was pur- right the whole time, and recently I thought yeah, they were... Yeah, they're purple, black, and like a silverish. Yeah. I thought that was blue. This is your team's, bro. Light the beam. It's purple. Well, well I always... Well, that's the thing is, like, I, I've been watching more games, and their their jerseys, they look royal blue to me. Uh, I can't... I, like, legitimately... Yeah, like, it's a problem. Um, So... I'm not as bad as my brothers. Um, my brother Scott is probably the worst in terms of color blindness. It's genetic. Where my mom's dad, my grandpa, he apparently this is a story I wasn't there to see it. Uh, would sometimes leave the house with like a brown shoe and a black shoe on, like that color blind. Mm. So it got passed down a little bit. I don't think I'm that bad compared to my brothers, but I do have a little bit of that going on. Um, but yeah. So where 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 did this start? I don't know. Purple. Purple. Oh, that's why I can't like purple in terms of sports colors. I I, I can agree. You can't that see it. I can see it. 
<laughs> it's just sometimes it looks blue, and then I get confused, and then I am reminded that I'm at a disadvantage. And oh, you have self confidence issues, is what it's. Uh, like. Well, th- that's just the tip of my self confidence <laughs> issues, Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> that's just where they start. I think it's time you uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and yeah. start, you know, seeing purple. Rub some dirt really in your is. eyes, you piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> start taking a good look Rub out some there. Shit in your eyes, you piece of dirt. See some purple. 